let's face it, you're locked in your basement, so you have, you're you're pretty good there, right? You got a point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know what, Scott? I might take you up on that. Uh, Scott Schmieren is an excellent hypnotist. I think it'd be really interesting. It'd be fun. So yeah. All right, I'm down for it, Sal. I think okay. we got to do it. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 give it a shot. If you if you feel so, Howard. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Finally, oh Joe God. in New Jersey. I have other things to get to besides Sal, but he's fascinating. Okay. I've always found him fascinating. He teaches me about the afterlife, astral projection, about dimes dropping from heaven, uh, American all currency. All the same plateau. Silver right. umbilical cords. I mean, silver umbilical cords. Pterodactyls. Turtles. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but there's pterodactyls. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> Fred said that was my wife, the pterodactyl. <laughs> You know, Robin, I do want to warn you because I love you. Uh, if you if you stand near Sal, you could be hit by a dime at any minute. So uh, <laughs> that's right. You know, a yeah. dime is, can be very heavy falling from heaven. Well, you know, they've done experiments. If you take a dime and you drop it from the Empire State Building, it'll go right through your head because of the yeah. force of the dime. Now, imagine it dropping from heaven way up there. You can Forget imagine what about they, it. Yeah, there are people who have died when uh, they're dead or trying to contact them. So. <laughs> Sal, you contacted your dead high school principal the other night, didn't you? You prayed for him, and uh, did you receive contact? No, or? no, well, no, I, did, I didn't contact him. What I do, Howard, every night now when I pray just to do, um, a, you know, a, personally like a good deed, is I just pick a random person and I pray for them, you know? I see. When I fell off the stage um, in Florida years ago, and that I was broke a great my moment. We and, had it on video, yes. Yeah. Uh, the next morning I was at the hotel and I was in a wheelchair. And this sweet African-American lady saw that I was in distress and she pushed me over and she made me a plate of breakfast and she helped me. And every time I think about her, it was one of the nicest things, one of the most selfless acts from a stranger that I ever received. And that's always been in the back of my mind. And now when I pray at night, it's people like her who had an, a positive impact on my life, as small or as big, it doesn't matter, but it, it, it was it was how it affected me. And that lady, for example, I prayed for. Uh, my high school principal, he understood I was having trouble at home and I was being suspended, but he took pity on me because he recognized the things that were going on and he understood why I was acting out. I prayed for him. Like all these people who've done these random acts of kindness, I am giving back. Now, part of prayer. the ritual, I mean, you will not pray for people who ask for you to pray for them. You will only, uh, you, you don't like to be oh. asked. Like if Robin said, please pray for me, you would not do it. It has to be your decision. No, if, if, if somebody just, if somebody just casually said, hey, pray for me. Well, no, I, I wouldn't pray for them for that reason. If Robin was, you know, was in a situation where she needed prayer, yes, I would definitely pray for Robin. I see. For Robin, uh, but you I do just, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I Robin like casually asking, said, so I can keep the prayers going. Right. No, if Robin um, asked you uh, in a nice way, but if she did it in a cavalier way, in other words, where she said, hey, pray for me, you would be upset by that and not do it. I wouldn't be upset, but like, it's, it, I'd rather, you know, I, I'd rather. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Howard, this is just fascinating. Um, I, I called in to just say that Sal is such a dope. I mean, this is just un unbelievable. But okay. uh, you might be the dope, Howard. I mean, how did you hmm. hire this guy? How? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think at the time I was going through some things, and, and uh, I, I was looking for a spiritual savior, I believe. Oh, Sal's mother is on the phone. Yes, oh, Mrs. Oh. Governale. Yes. 
Sal's mom, let me talk to you for a second, because I'm always fascinated by your son, and you know I love him just like you do. But when you told Sal to stop flying, it, it must have been a very emotional conversation. I took tell her Sal loses so many brain cells from when his father hit her with the bread. So I tell him all the silver cord, silver bilk, whatever he believes, because he is so dumb. I tell it to him, huh? <laughs> now, Mrs. Governale, at times it's hard to understand you because not only do you have a thick accent, but I hear your husband arguing with yes. you in the back. Husband in the back, very busy, the south died, but he very good man. He no cheat no more. He only said go. He only lived to buy the paper towels every day. Oh, but he's good man. I love my husband. Good man. Ah, and he's a good man. Now, now, Mrs. Governale, Boy, was Sal... he calls a bad man. <laughs> was Sal a difficult child because of his limited IQ? We know it's only 107. Uh, he wants to be a dog. Uh, he looks up to dogs and their lifestyle. Uh, it must it must have been challenging for you to raise him. Nice with the Sal and the also my son a penis look like the silver umbilical cord for very ugly penis. A lot of issues with my Sal. Sal's a um, you know, Mrs. Governale, we rarely get to speak to you, and it's such an insight because we we learn about Sal through you. You know, I'm always fascinated that Sal, before he worked for me, he used to be on Wall Street. And imagine that people on Wall Street used to trust Sal with their life savings. Can you explain this? <laughs> Stupid as a sal after that, and it touched him. And sal think he a dog. He poop in the yard like a dog. I gotta hit him with it a newspaper like a dog. He's so right. dumb on my sal. Mrs. Governale, you must have your yeah. hands full between your husband and sal. Which one is more difficult to manage? Salomon difficult. My husband a good man. I stand up by my man. I like the good Italian woman. I gotta stand up by the man, okay? Uh, oh, what else do you want, huh? Fair enough. Well, thank you for the insight. Robin, any questions for Mrs. Governale or are you uh, No, satisfied? I think she's dealt with enough in her life. Right. Well, Sal too says... Too much going on here. Too much oh, going on here. I got to go yes. back to the lunch with Tony, okay? Bye. Bye. Mrs. Governale. Mrs. Governale. What's going on? They're having an argument. Yes. Mrs. Governale, please, I pray that Sal stops astral projecting. I pray that he is safe. We're all afraid that Sal will cut his silver umbilical cord accidentally and fly off into the afterlife. So we know you're full not, of worry. Not so worried. And when Sal put it a coin into the penis pouch, it is a sign. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, we're those dimes. The dimes Didn't he put dimes huh? in his penis? Yes, yep. that's a that sign. Dimes are a sign for the afterlife. Everybody <laughs> knows that things are on a tradition, huh? Right. <laughs>
All right, Mrs. Governale, you are the mother of Sal Governale. That's got to be great. Do you, do you ever carry pictures of Sal in your wallet, or would you rather keep it quiet that Sal is your son? <laughs> I want the no, the no, no pictures in the wallet. You know what I'm In other words, you have no that pictures even no in the house. Pictures. No, 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 no. Right, all right. Thank you, Mrs. Governale. That's all day. It really is. That's exactly. I'm sorry, but that's exactly. Pamela, you have the last word on Sal because, well, just because you do, and then we have to get on with so many other things. Hi, Pamela. Hi, how are you? Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Sal, are you okay? Because, you know, I'm thinking, you know how there are um, secondary and tertiary effects of COVID, like people gaining weight, people getting in shape? Is it possible that Sal's gotten dumber? I'm concerned. Is that possible? <laughs> One of the signs of COVID is people recover, and then they think they're fine, but they find out, they test yeah. them, they, they get stupider. I'm having a COVID. Right. So yes, that is I a sign. Thank true. you. Has he seen any has he seen any glowing animals recently? More uh, glowing animals? Enough with Sal. Let's give Sal a break. Sal is very spiritual. That's what he's here to say. Yeah, he's, he's got a so... lot of things to do this this afternoon with all of no, his. No, I don't. Uh, this is a very this is just a, listen, this is just a, a small belief of mine in the afterlife, and that's what every lots of people have religions, but they carry upon with their lives. There are doctors who believe in Hinduism, there are uh, garbage men who believe in Jesus. Everybody has their beliefs. Some people are atheists. That's great, too. I just have my belief. That's it. And I'm not pushing it upon anybody. And I like to conduct myself in a better way and be a better Well, Sal, person. I think you don't and give yourself all. enough that's credit. If I, can, I, I think you downplay this. There are a lot of people who I have don't. beliefs. But you have the unique ability. You have a gift. The fact that you I, speak to Gary's dead brother... The fact that you Can't are able to dream, I can't control that. Howard, that's right. You have a gift that doesn't happen for all of us. You're very, very, very gifted. You know, I mean, Sal. I think you could have followers. Right, followers. What do you mean? I like people Jesus would come to listen to you speak. Uh, yeah, that's I right. don't need followers. I don't need anything. I just need. To, to, uh, Jesus just didn't to want to be bothered with those guys either. They just started following him. Well, Isn't it self Look what happened to Jesus. It didn't end up too good. <laughs> Why don't you share your gift with the world? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, don't know. I have too much stuff to do. Too, too many things to do. Too many. Right. I'm just right. telling you've you what goes on. you got to keep checking with the woman who drinks semen to see how she's doing. Exactly. Got to yes. feed your family. Right. <laughs> I don't well, walk around all day looking for dimes, you know. I'm leave us with, a, with a, a great story of the afterlife. Who is the last dead person you heard from? I know you heard from Gary's brother recently. Is there someone that you can tell us that uh, has well, given you a message? Uh... No, no, nobody recently. But the next person who does come along, I'll I'll let uh, the show know. Why doesn't he pray and or get the afterlife people to tell him how to vote? I know how to vote, Rob, but I'm just saying that I'm not pleased with the way politics is going but right now. That's they tell all. you the right person to vote for. I don't is, rely on them. Is to Eric tell the me. actor okay? I've always been meaning to ask you. Is he doing all right? I, I would imagine. I don't he know. never hears from whack packers. I heard with from your, Joey Boots. With your, you you have, how's he doing? Joey He's Boots. He's doing great. He's oh. doing good. Yeah. 
I didn't well, hear from know. him. Somebody reached out who was a medium that let me know that Joey contacted them. I Would had, you look into whether or not Eric can walk in heaven? In other words, when he was in this life, he could not walk. Is Eric able to walk in the afterlife? Eric is able to do anything that he wants to do in the mm -hmm. afterlife. He can be 10 feet tall and completely muscular. He can be a bird if he wanted to be. Eric is in a is is, is a, uh, within a form of energy, and he can transform into anything he wants. But for the most part, he's just energy. He's a soul now. He's a soul, and he's free. He's free so from all saying, the things that crippled him on this earth, where people judge you and call you stupid and dumb and this and that. Eric is free from that. He's in an so environment he, he with doesn't unconditional. Have, he doesn't love. have uh, club feet anymore. He does uh, not. For example, when I die, my penis will be as big as I want it in heaven. You would have a that, big absolutely. penis if you want it. Yeah. Right. You, you could. You could. And I'll be that. good looking too, right? In other words, I'll I be able to even change my face. I think you're quite good looking now. But if no, but you I... wanted to change your face, you can absolutely change your face. Yes. Well. well can you get uh, girls in heaven? Or would that I'm pretty sure. face just be wasted? <laughs> I don't great. know. You know. Well. You know, these are just things that. I believe in, I mean, you, you, unfortunately, you'll never Can I tell know you something? I'm away. watching on HBO, The Vow, and yeah. uh, I believe with your line of uh, thinking, you could have followers and you could be branding women and on their vaginas like that <laughs> in the Nexium cult. I'm telling you, you've got the, that unique gift of, uh, of, of the, speaking to the afterlife. I think a lot of these uh, Hollywood types would definitely worship you. So okay. you're on to something. Well, Let's make it clear. I don't speak to the afterlife. They, oh. I've had a few dreams. I don't go out of my way for this. Well, I, I believe just, you are speaking just... to the afterlife. You spoke to Gary's brother. I would call that speaking to the afterlife. And Hello, is... you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he came to me in a dream. And... Right. I don't Has this say... happened all your life, uh, Sal? And you're just being more aware I had, of it yeah, now? Like ever... uh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and, I, I, and I've shaken it off and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, but... Why do you say you don't speak to the afterlife when you spoke to Gary's brother? That's true, Howard. I apologize. I, but I'm saying I don't go out of my way. Like, I don't sit and meditate and try to speak to the afterlife. But Gary's brother came to me. In but a I got to tell so. you, I've never spoken to the afterlife. Uh, if it happened to me, I certainly right. would go around telling everyone that I speak to the afterlife. You act like it's <laughs> no big deal. I mean, I can imagine if Gary's brother visited me or I astral projected Yep. I mean, these would be very, very big. I mean, you take it like it's nothing. I, I guess Superman yeah, doesn't Yeah, people have wound up on Oprah with these stories. Yeah, but that's the thing. You see, I take it as nothing because mm -hmm. I it know is nothing. it exists. It's right. <laughs> because it's here. <laughs> right, right. That's it. That's yeah. the only, I know it, I'm comfortable with with King of All I Blacks feel. is on the phone. Hey, King, how are you? Yeah, we got a lot. It's fine. You sound okay. exactly the same. <laughs> Every time he gets on. <laughs> oh. I just want to make sure, you know, I'm heard clearly because I don't want to mess up the show. But listen, <clears throat> I'm not harping on this Trump thing. I just want to make people clear on why you get, why people get upset at people that's voting for Trump, especially if you know them. Because we can't believe that you're falling for his bullshit. 
See, if he was, if Trump was sincere or believed in everything he said, we could, a lot of people could respect that. I would still not vote for him. But I wouldn't say, oh, you stupid for voting for Trump because he does rationalize why he's saying everything he's saying. King, I have to interrupt you because on our phone from the afterlife, this is exciting. uh, Blue Iris wants to speak to Sal and has questions for Sal. Wow. And she is dead. Yes, Blue Iris. Hi, Sal. (laughs) I still have urine in my seat. You said that would... Be different in the afterlife. Right, I had enough of Sal. All right, Sal, you go right, be a I'm dog. And don't I don't vote. want to be a dog. I All want right. us to love one another like we would love a dog and have that, Thank you for that. loyalty Thank you for and that. compassion that dogs have for us. That's Uh-oh. Right. Uh-oh, I just got a sign. A dime fell out of my ass. I don't know how it got in there. <laughs> All right, thank you. By the way, I do want to thank you, Sal. A fascinating glimpse into your spiritual life. Uh, there you go. I'm a turtle. I know you are. Don't I'm brag. a big turtle, and I'm well, pregnant. Well, <laughs> he's a pregnant turtle, and now he wants One to be a dog. One of the greatest days on the show ever when Sal was a pregnant turtle. You bet. I'm I do want to mention the fans have uh, been writing in about different things. Uh, people liked uh, Clean Out the Computer when we went away on vacation. Yes. We did that the day before. Ronnie Snack is presenting these bizarre porn clips. Please make it a recurring segment. And Ronnie getting uh, kudos for his little there uh, segment. There you go. Uh, if Ronnie is not driving Howard or doing security, presenting vile porn clips on the air is a great job for him. <laughs> we should clean out Ronnie's computer. I'd love to see the crazy porn he has on there. Oh, Ronnie, um, people were very, uh, very, very excited that uh, Richard presented different song parodies of uh, fans who write in. And someone wrote Mike Pachetti singing the Stern Show song parody was probably the funniest thing I've heard in my life. Thank you for that. Mike Bichetti hitting a home run through Richard. A lot of people like the Eddie Van Halen tribute. I spoke to Eddie over the weekend. I received a dime. Did it's you? A, yes. It was a dime <laughs> in my house. It was right next to my wallet where I emptied out my pants pocket. what did Eddie pocket. want you to know? I don't know yet. He just had it. It was a sign, Rob. <laughs> Howard, thank you for spending so much time honoring the great Eddie Van Halen. I worked doubles and weekends to be able to afford good seats up front just to watch Eddie's fingers work that crazy looking guitar at their concerts. It was like his hands were gliding over ice. Yes, that's a guitar that um, Steve Nowicki pointed out that Eddie built himself called the Frankenstein guitar from different parts of guitars that he put together. I spent the weekend uh, actually watching a lot of uh, Van Halen concert footage from uh, David Lee Roth years, Sammy Hagar years. Uh, I listened to... um, they took off deep tracks and they put an Eddie Van Halen tribute channel on Sirius XM. And I spent a lot of time listening to that. It was really well done. Uh, great way to remember Eddie. Sometimes I got too sad. But uh, mm-hmm. I would I would watch these video clips. And I have to say, for some reason on the Internet, I don't know why, there's not a lot of great concert footage of uh, Van Halen. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that people shot. They appear to have shot on their phone camera oh. kind of situation. But right. really good, high-quality concert footage. They never I don't know. filmed their concerts. That's an unusual seems weird thing. to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, if anybody knows uh, where you can see some great Van Halen. I don't care which years, Roth or Hagar. Uh, I, I love them both. God, I saw one video. 
David Lee Roth was wearing assless chaps. Yes, I remember he, that era. <laughs> and he had a um, a tail on the assless chaps that covered the crack of his asshole. So all you saw was his cheeks. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, Jesus Christ, that is a crazy... I mean, the guy, the guy was in good shape. He went he all out. Yes, he did. He, he really, didn't uh, hold anything back. Yeah, he sure. And then he would do these like karate high jump kicks. Yeah. And I think his balls would just fall out of the chat. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, it says here live from New Haven, uh, the 1986 5150 tour, full live video from the New Haven Coliseum. All right, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to look that up. Thank you for that. A lot of people like No Wiki during the Eddie Van Halen uh, tribute. Yes, he added a lot. Mad props to Steve Nowicki. The dude could shred. You should let him play some longer riffs. He's amazingly talented, and he really paid terrific tribute to uh, our hero, Eddie Van Halen. You know, I, I, on the other hand, I got to tell you, I was uh, looking at the news over the weekend, and I saw that David Crosby had made quite a boo-ha-ha. He, someone had tweeted him and said, what do you think about Eddie Van Halen? And he went, M-E-H, meh. Meh, you know, like kind of, eh, right. kind of, I don't know what meh means. Either it means I don't care or Eddie Van Halen wasn't that great or whatever. Well, he caught such a shitstorm that he had to apologize for saying meh. What the fuck is going on? Who? I mean, if David well, Crosby did. his bandmates won't talk to him. But, but really, I mean, okay, I understand after a guy dies, maybe you, you, you don't want to say meh, but all right, that's his opinion. That's what Twitter's for. You're supposed to give your stupid opinion. Why, you know, it doesn't take anything away. I mean, people were coming down on this guy to the point that they badgered him into apologizing. His apology was basically, oh, I didn't even realize he was dead. I thought people were just asking me about Eddie Van Halen. Oh, so, God. There you go. But, That's some I mean, apology. I'm completely I mean, out of it, people. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, a lot of people liked our Gone But Not Forgotten special over the break. Lobster Anthology, Gone But Not Forgotten. We pay tribute to all of the people that have been on our show, famous and not so famous, that have died over the years, and we wanted to acknowledge them. We featured a segment on the late Chris Cornell, who is one of the most iconic rock front men of all time. Chris's wife, Vicky, actually wrote us a heartwarming tweet thanking us for remembering Chris. Oh. There's how it went. Thank you, Howard, for your continued love, support, and helping keep Chris's memory alive. A man is not dead while his name is still spoken. Thank you. Yes, Chris Cornell. Fantastic. Uh, if you haven't seen that special, also, it's up on our app. Uh, we also remembered some of the other musical guests who have passed on, like James Brown and Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots. Mm -hmm. I love Mr. James Brown. He came from humble roots and always helped people in his community. His music, his voice, his presence were always a statement. He was by far one of the best guests ever. Rest in peace. This one said, I miss Scott Weiland so much. Thank you for this fitting tribute to him. I have to admit that every time I want to hear Interstate Love Song, I listen to the live version from your show. You guys caught a very special moment right there, from the feel to the vibe and to the masterful performance. And we spotlighted a whole bunch of comics, uh, David Brenner, Joan Rivers, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, and a lot I heard of a bit of the Charlie Murphy interview yeah great storyteller and uh, triggered a lot of memories from our listeners i remember very clearly that at wnbc david brenner was the first recurring celebrity guest on the show 
He even went to bat for Howard with NBC management. He was known for nurturing young comedians and gave Howard some really amazing radio on K-Rock when he would fight with his ex on the air. Good night, funny man. Yes, David Brenner, tremendous, tremendous comic talent. Joan Rivers, Howard, was the greatest joke writer of all time. I miss her so much. My favorite memory of Joan is when she warned Howard about Ronnie based on how bizarre his limo was. She was bigger than life itself. <laughs> Howard, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy and Howard Stern talking about growing up in Roosevelt, Long Island was awesome. Charlie was a great comedian who really took his own path in his career despite having a famous brother. Legendary guest. So there you go. A lot of people digging that. Let's go to Vinny, who wants to comment on the special. Go ahead, Vinny. What's up? Oh, I think the best part about that special, Howard, was, you know, when everybody was praising you, like when um, James Brown said, I think he said, I hope that you live 200 years and I live 200 years minus one day so I don't have to see good people die. I thought that line that he said about you was great. And then how <clears throat> you got to uh, hear Rodney Dangerfield talk about his his child life and his parents and the way his parents treated him and how they abandoned him and to hear yeah. the, the the to hear the the sadness coming from his voice not that i enjoyed that but he was just so real about talking about his parents and stuff and it just both great great uh the whole the whole special was great Aaron from um i love hank i miss hank so much i think he was the best him and beetlejuice yep. uh, a and AB, and just hearing all those people again, just really bought bought back brought back a lot of great memories from the show. Yeah, I mean the Rodney Dangerfield stuff is particularly moving. I mean he had a just horrible relationship uh, growing up with his parents and stuff, and you know it just he had a hard life. It really it was not easy, and he you know again the, the famous story is that Rodney just got famous so late in life that he was bitter about it and i believe it it just everything just kind of was a little bit off but what a genius so brilliant and a kind guy too kind to me kind to so many it people was, who were funny he really was amazing. did he get started later in life though you know as a comic no he yeah, was he a, had he, to leave comedy to go take care of his family he was in comedy, then uh, it wasn't working out so well, so he became an aluminum siding salesman, believe it or not, and uh, did that for a bunch of years, and then finally went back to comedy, and that's when he hit. So, uh, yeah, he was probably around, I think, if, I think if I hope I'm not fucking this up, but I think he was around 40 when he started to sort of catch heat. All right, uh, let's just go to Jim. Jim, go ahead. Hey, Howard, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. If you don't renew your contract, can the last show please be dedicated to Sal getting his much-deserved traction? Traction, yeah. That was when Sal wanted a retraction, but uh, he thought the word oh, did was he, traction. Did he ever discover the, how, how he was uh, screwing it up? Yeah, I think we told him eventually, but we let it go on for way oh, too okay. long. Yeah, all right. And finally, <laughs> let's right. hear from Sharon. Sharon, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Howard. Oh, I'm so, so glad I got a hold of you. So I wanted to let you know that when you started, for years I've listened to you talk about all kinds of things that you've done for your health, and you started talking about using Metamucil. My dad was a gastroenterologist, and he used to take it when it was, like, still sold, I think, just through pharmaceutical reps. And I just used to go for weeks without going to the bathroom. I mean, weeks. And now I take it every day. It literally has changed my life. I mean, getting all those toxins out every day. And my stomach, for the first time in my life, is absolutely bored flat. And it has everything to do with the fact that, 
you recommended it, and it's just been it's been life changing. And I can see why it's something that you would be willing to like. Well, talk let me about. tell you it something, uh, Sharon. Uh, you're absolutely right. I uh, does your stomach board flat? No, my stomach is. <laughs> I eat too much. That's the problem. But here's the thing. <laughs> I went and got a colonoscopy. I've told this before. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said to me, I'm talking about the Dr. Agus, quite frankly. He told me, go on Metamucil because I had some you sort of, uh, I had, yeah, I had some sort of issue. The diverticulosis, where, wasn't it? Yeah, that could lead, diverticulosis isn't bad, but it can lead to diverticulitis, which is bad. Diverticulitis, and right, right. Right. Yeah, and he said you you when you're shitting, you're pushing too hard, or something's going, and you're blowing a hole somewhere, or whatever you're doing. Well, mm-hmm. he told me Metamucil, and I was all bummed out because Metamucil is an extra hundred calories a day. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to lose my gorgeous figure, you know, my ripped abs. <laughs> anyway, I started taking the uh, Metamucil. I have movements, Robin, that come out so easy. You should oh, see what comes out of me. Now, now, what about they you, Sharon? No. Yeah, they, they just drop out. out. There's no residue. There's no, no residue. residue at all. I mean, it's clean. It's crazy. Your toilet clean. paper is clean. It's amazing. It's just the most amazing thing. And I mean, I've been an anorectic person my whole life, so oh. I've really struggled with, um, you know, when you don't eat a lot, your body really holds on to every little bit you put in it, and then it doesn't go through you the pro- in the proper way, and then it stops you know, knowing what to do all together. So the Metamucil was really the latch pin that made all the difference between Well, the uh, Sharon reports that she's taking very nice shits, uh, Robin, <laughs> and uh, the world rejoices. How old a woman are you, Sharon? I'm actually 52, but I would tell you that I, I do Pilates five times a week, so I've got a really, really good body. I was a gymnast for years, mm. and uh, I'm still like 110 pounds and... Probably about nine percent body fat. So Sharon, I'm it's like your Sharon. Kid. It's like your doubles on the phone. This is Sherry who says she loves Metamucil. So go ahead, Sherry. Hi, Howard. I really have to thank you for suggesting Metamucil. I'm on the toilet right now, and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sherry, you sound like you're having a great experience with uh, Metamucil, too. Uh, it sounds like everything is coming out. so fantastic, Howard. I never knew about it before you, and now I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear goodness. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sherry, you and, uh, Sherry, you and uh, Sharon are very sexy women. I love it. Do you do Pilates as well? Absolutely. I'm doing it right now. Here I go. A big flick. Oh my god! Did you ever get it in your vagina, Sherry? Uh, no, it's too clean now. Sometimes oh. I wipe from front to back, and it's a big problem. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're really oh in the middle of a great goodness. session. I tell you that, Sherry. You really are. Oh, my vagina looks like chocolate cake. I have to tell you. Oh my! All right, thank you. Oh By the god, way, it's uh, coming out of the bowl. Sharon, your stories about shitting are becoming legendary. On our phone is Denny, who says he wants to hear more about your shitting. Go ahead, Denny. I'm just lying in bed naked, and I'd love to know more about your shit. Please, Sharon, (laughs) tell me. What what do they look like? What do they feel like? Tell me, please. 
Well, there you go, uh, Sharon. Uh, Sharon. Look at what you're bringing out in the audience. I tell you what, man. I tell you, I, I didn't expect to get quite this response, but I just wanted to let you know that the things that you All say right. have a a big impact. And just one other quick thing: Have you ever watched the show Rossi on Hulu no. by any chance? I, uh, no, well, Rossi. Character on no. that show. There's a character on that show who will remind you very much of um, Eric the actor. And I thought if you want to get a little glimpse of a character that's very, very similar, I think he has the same All problem right. as Eric the actor. And he's All a regular right. on the show. And he's very funny and just a way for you to sort of get a little bit of Eric back in your life. Thank you, Sharon. I like it better when you're talking about your shitting, but uh, okay. I, <laughs> okay. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. That's Sharon, all the way from Arizona, says she took uh, Metamucil, and uh, despite being an anorexic, she's shitting her brains out. Uh, very exciting. Wow. I'll leave you with this. I see it's late in the morning, and tomorrow's another day, and we're going to have the prettiest penis contest. On Wednesday, we'll be talking to Matthew McConaughey. He wrote a book and wants to talk about it, so we'll... Talk to Robin's boyfriend. He's Matthew written McConaughey. a book too, huh? Everyone is writing. You know, with this COVID, everyone's busy writing. Yeah, there's nothing to do, so people are writing books. I was just talking this morning when, in fact, I meant to get to this the whole show that uh, what is going on with Julie Chen? I have a theory. She's on the what show. What's uh, happening with Julie Chen? Well, let's review because we all know that Julie Chen used to be on the talk. She resigned when her husband, Les Moonves, got into some serious problems over at CBS. He had to resign. Uh, she stuck by him. And became you know. Julie Chen Moonves, remember? Yeah, in fact, I even have some history here I can play you. She, for years, Julie Chen ended the live show with the same, the, the, the same sign-off, and that's this. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen. Good night. Then, uh, I present this for your, for your thoughts. Then Julie continued to host Big Brother for CBS, but then went on to sign off with Julie Chen Moonves to show her support for her husband, to say, hey, fuck you, everybody. Right. I'm yeah. sticking by my man. He's a good man. For now, let's eavesdrop on the house guest. From outside the Big Brother house with Brent, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Good night. Now, what I've noticed is Julie Chen now has changed her sign-off. It keeps evolving. This season, Julie Chen started to add an extra message to her sign-offs, and it began on August 5th at the end of the season premiere. Here's what started happening. For now, let's eavesdrop on the All-Stars from outside the new Big Brother house. I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Be safe, be well, and be good to one another. Good be safe, be well, be good to one another. And here's my theory. Uh, I think she used to have such a career. She was on the talk. She was the wife of this powerful media executive. Everyone wanted her opinion. She was used to blabbing all day and people listening. Now she's just on Big Brother. And this is her way of, get, you know, getting something out. Something, want... something of herself out there. Like yeah. her, her voice. Yes. She's all bottled up. <laughs> what else could it be? Julie Chen Moonves. Something's going on. She's now got a sign off. You know, she's added more names. She's now Julie Chen Moonves Coney Barrett. I don't know if you know that. 
No, well, my theory I just is hope the the sign off gets longer and longer so we can know what Julie's actually thinking well, wait about. Up. I'll give you some sign offs because they keep changing. She keeps adding oh, new really? phrases. Yeah. Oh. But my theory is that Julie really has nowhere to put her wisdom. We all benefited right. from her great wisdom on the talk. When she was on, she was always very... summing things up and telling us how things should be looked at. Here, here's this is Julie adding a new phrase. So, they, they, here, let me do this. See if I have it. Maybe, yeah, this one had me thinking. Maybe this is like a deeper hidden meaning or something. Listen. For now. Let's eavesdrop on the All-Stars. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves, and remember the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Good night. Like Sal, she got messages. Wow. Is she asking for help? And now, from the Big Brother house, I say adieu. I'm Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, ghosts leave dimes for you to find. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Julie keeps adding new phrases. They're, they're starting to get repetitive. She reads three messages about being kind to people. Here's an example. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, if you have the choice of being right or being kind, always choose kindness. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, be kind. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Let kindness be the rule for everything you say. Good night. What do you... What do you think she's I talking better about? Go check her Twitter feed. Are people being mean to her? Or do you think they're being mean to her husband? Or is she saying that to her husband who's angry with her for being at home? They've been locked up together and she's mad that he's no longer a big, powerful <laughs> executive. What could be going on here? Be kind. Have I some kindness. No, it's a lot of kindness. Yeah. A lot of kind. I'm wondering who's being unkind. I'm Julie Chen Moonves, and from the Big Brother house, I tell you, always courtesy flush. (laughs) Thank you, and good night. Wow. When the choice is being right or courtesy flushing, always choose courtesy flushing. (laughs) Julie also had multiple messages about judging people. For now, let's eavesdrop on the house guests. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, leave judgment at the door. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Don't judge, or you too will be judged. Good night. She's really desperate. She put the whammy jam on us. (laughs) She, She apparently misses what used to be. I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Be kind. Rewind. Oops. Ah, that That, air is over. (laughs) But really, isn't that show all about people getting on each other's nerves, not being kind and judging each other? Mm. Robin, I'm Julie Chen Moonbez. And from the Big Brother house, I say one in the pink and two in the stink. (laughs) Good night. God bless you. Always recycle. 
And remember, Metamucil will make you fill the bowl. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but something's up. Well, it sounds to me like they've lost their friends. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> and now she's like, look, you guys, don't judge me. It could happen to you. This is her latest message. There's a lot of advice in it. I'm telling you, I think she's going crazy not being on the talk and not having that access to Hollywood like she used to. And being a power couple. Right. From outside the Big Brother house, I'm Julie Chen Moonvez. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Good night. Mm. Mm-mm. So controversial. I'm Julie Chen Moonvez. Remember, Mecca Lekka High, Mecca Heine Ho. But really, don't they thrive on fights on that show? They want the contestants fighting. Julie, what are you doing? Hmm, good point, Robin. I like your point. This is Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, he who smelt it, <laughs> dealt it. How's this one? I'm Julie Chen Moonves. A cold is the body's way of crying. <laughs> Why do, a wise old sage told me that <laughs> I'm Julie Chen Moonbez If it's yellow, let it mellow If it's brown, flush it down Shit happens Good night everybody from the <laughs> Big Brother house Whatever she's on Yes, Mary. Yeah, yeah, I think she's pent up. Oh, how is it's the Wicked Witch from Brooklyn, Moonves. I wanted to tell you, uh, she became a, a nun. She dresses like an old lady. She wears a big horse. This has been on my mind forever. She's she's acting like a preacher. Everything ends with God bless you, God be good. You know what that is, Howard? Guilt, guilt. She cheated on her. She cheated all with right, Moonves when he was married, and now she's right, trying to get off right. the moon. Come on, don't kick dogs when they're down. People are just trying to get through the day. That's right. Get through their lives. I'm Julie Chen Munibes. Obladi, oblada. Life goes on, brah. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. I think somebody ought to send that one to her. She should read it. I'm Julie Chen Munibes. If you're climbing up a ladder, and you feel something splatter. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Mama say, Mama sa. Mama kusa. Mama say, Mama sa. Mama. Mama say, Mama sa. Mama. Hmm. You don't remember. Uh, <laughs> all right, how's this? I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 Uh, it's very uh, cliche, though. It's nothing profound, really. Nothing, what is it? No, what is the we message? Heard before. Casey Taysom. Time saves nine. Yeah, I mean Casey Taysom <laughs> had a better sign off. Keep your feet on the ground and your head in the stars. Keep reaching for the star. Keep reaching for the star. And keep. Where did you keep your feet? Keep your feet on the ground. No. What was Casey Taysom? 
keep, keep, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. I think that was it. He's like Sal's mom. Stop flying around and keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> I'm Julie Chen Moonves. And remember, wash your balls. <laughs> Quitters never win. And winners never quit. Spay and neuter your pets. Thank you from the Big Brother house. Good night. God bless. Yeah, she's definitely on a mission there. She's got... Do she wants to others. Why does she need to sign off? Some fucking dumb big brother. Hey, yeah, who's watching that for a message? Hmm. Let your smile change the world. But don't let the world change your smile. I'm Julie Chen Moonbez. Jeffrey Epstein. Thank you. <laughs> what is your name now? Julie Chen Moonbez Jeffrey Epstein. You know who, uh, Dan Rather, when he was the anchor guy on CBS News, he was like, I'm Dan Rather. Courage. Back yeah. then, you needed shit to say at the end of a show. It just They needed a button on it. Well, I think, yeah, that every other great anchor, like Walter Cronkite, had his wrap-up phrase that he used to say, and everybody thought they needed a signature. Mm -hmm. Julie keeps moving around. She's not lighting on one. I kind of like that she's got a different one each time. I just tune in for the end so I can hear her words of wisdom. Well, I wish she would stop being cryptic and tell us what she's really on. Yeah, like, like give us a good 10-minute soliloquy. <laughs> I'm Julie Chen Moonves. I know who you are, but what am I? <laughs> Julie Chen Moonves from the Big Brother house. Wait 15 Look, I'm minutes. Look, I'm tired of being locked up with less Moonves. Yeah, who maybe can no it. longer show his face in public. <laughs> Take care, brush your hair. <laughs> up your nose with a rubber hose. And wait 15 minutes after eating to swim. I'm Julie Chen Moonves from the Big Brother house. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Why something's up there. Why go back on the talk if she wants to talk? I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't think you can go on the talk after. I guess it's not fair, really, if your husband fucks up, why you can't be on the talk. But for some reason, <laughs> yeah, I think she can't she be. she quit because, you know, they were going to have to talk about Les Moonves. Yeah, maybe that's it. Hey, anyway, we should probably end the show. It's late in the day. Well, you better have a sign off. <laughs> okay. I'm Howard Stern. And on behalf of the show, I say... Never look a gift horse in the mouth. No, that's not good. All right. I'm Howard Stern. Goodbye, everyone. Until we meet again, remember this. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Thank you and good night. <laughs> good night. What do you think of that? Do you like I it? I like that one. I like yeah, that one. Not easy. Julie has a week between to think of her new yeah. sign-off every week, right? Right. I'm Howard Stern. Sally sells seashells at the seashore. <laughs> May the force be with you. Live long and prosper. Do not go gentle into the good night. And remember this.
until we meet again, the rain in Spain will fall mainly on the plain. Good night. Et tu brute? <laughs> Et tu brute? <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.